deep, shall we? You're listening to Some Depth with Neve and Daisy. We're a place for friendship, feminism and cultural cuddly tits. We want to keep you keen while you quarantine. Keep you up to date while you isolate. We only have 30 minutes to rock your world. But knowing some of you... That won't be a problem. Come on, Zaddy. Welcome to Some Depth. Oh, dive in with me. I'm gonna na- I'm gonna name this episode. I never think of the names of the episodes at the beginning. This time, it occurred to me. I'm gonna name it the Final Dive. Oh yeah. So f- I can't wait for Future Daisy to be contending with that later when she uploads to Spotify. But yep, that's what it's gonna be called, the Final Dive, because I, folks, I just want all seven listeners to hear my. The, the gentle clinking oh, of mine. Yep, yeah. I need to reach for mine. In. If you if you're hearing any, if you're hearing any thuds, that's the lemon. I've got lemon in there as well. And yeah. Let me just get up. Also, yes, we're aware that this is being broadcast at 11 a.m. on a Friday morning. But do you know what? Do you know business. what? Mind your business. Mind your business. All right. Don't tell me who I am. I know who I am. I know what I'm all about. I am actually, I'm drinking a little a vodka tonic um, with a lemon and I couldn't find something to stir it with. But then I found a lollipop in my room. Um, so that's, nice. that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> and, you know uh, what? I'm getting cancelled because I'm using a plastic straw, but you know what? You know oh, what? Oh, you know what? Fuck the titles for like one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck the titles for one glass of oh, gin. Oh, jeez. You know I mean? Let a woman have a drink. You know what I mean? Right. You know much. what? If you want to reuse it, go fuck it's yourself. It's too much. Oh, so now much. women can't drink out of straws. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Daisy, tell me. What have you done on the internet this week? Have you seen anything funny? Um, or sure, gross? not really. Apart from like, I just... A, a, I'm, I've been inundated with the Bernie glove memes and to be honest I do love it oh. like it's so it's so girl boss feminism half of it but it's it's gas I just I love how impatient he looks at the inauguration in those sustainable gloves oh. <laughs> to be honest with you what I appreciate about Bernie Sanders is he just continues being himself yeah through everything he's too, he's too like, old like he's like I don't have time for this I only have like however much time left and like that urgency comes through in his policies he's like we don't have any time he's like you think i have time i have to go walk my grandchildren after this that's why i have to wear these stupid mittens flipping ridiculous but anyway i've been perusing a bunch of those memes but really otherwise i'm like studying so i'm trying to listen to chill irish tunes as much as i can like irish artists Nice. To support the gals and uh, two of my favourites are CMAT and Smoothboy Ezra. I know I'm late to the CMAT party, but I've been mm. listening to I Want to Be a Cowboy probably about 12 times a day and it's amazing. Neve, I, I'm sure you've heard it because you're definitely cooler than me. <laughs> but she's I, think Tara Stewart, I think Tara Stewart had her on 2FM. I, I bet she did because she's like that yeah. level of just excellent. But um, I Want to Be a Cowboy kind of sounds like very Casey Musgraves but also reminds me of like not fair Lily Allen vibes yeah kind of surreal lyrics so yeah love those two how was your week um I had a gas week on the internet because uh, as you know Daisy I am moving into a new place Woo! And, uh, wait 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 pause for stirring celebratory stirring 
you can barely hear my husband. That's the, that's the sound that made her quid going down the swanny every month. Woo, woo. Um, no, but I have... I, so what's... It started, right? It started with my good friend Lauren Ford, shout out to you, saying, Neve, like, you... I can't believe you're not already on Pinterest. I know it sounds basic, <gasps> but, like, just get yeah. Pinterest and just start creating boards and have a bit of fun and, like, imagine what you know your space could be if you because lauren's great with like design and things like this so i just started you know just looking on pinterest i felt like a basic bitch and i was looking at shit and i was just like i don't even know what this site is but i hate it already i hate its graphics i hate what it stands for i hate everything about it (laughs) three hours in (laughs) three hours in and i'm like deep into the harry potter fandom on pinterest oh that's a world it's graphic. I felt like I was watching porn. Like, it was so graphic. I was like, what is happening? What kind of you stuff have- do they allow on Pinterest? Like, really naughty stuff? Well, no, because it's mostly just kind of like like pictures of... So there's a huge thing of um, the Marauders era. Okay. okay. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of like 60s, 70s era, Hogwarts, um, like chill. Okay. Hot guys as like the idea of like what serious could be for example there was some like gay stands of like Sirius and James actually like secretly like boning loads of stuff yeah loads of stuff all I was trying to do was find an aesthetic for my living room Um, but then I kind of went down that rabbit hole and was like wow these people spend a lot of time doing this but then it kept getting recommended to me and I started getting these ads on Instagram for um, because I re-downloaded Instagram started getting these ads on Instagram for like fandom stuff it was wild so that was one aspect of my week and then the other one was and I know I keep talking to you about it Daisy but the listeners need to hear pretend it's a city oh Bran Leibowitz sorry best thing I've ever seen it's like reading this is how I described it to mum she loved it by the way I was like Neve loves this show so by algorithm you probably will too <laughs> she was like great <laughs> let's stick it on and um, she, I described to her I was like this is like how you feel when you read like a funny but not too pretentious Vanity Fair article you know what I mean yeah like, I yes. would, like that it has the relatability thing down and it has yeah. the kind of class feel to it but it doesn't talk down to you I don't know it's really yeah. good it's wonderfully edited yes and honestly do you see it, it, it does kind of talk down to me but like in a really <laughs> weird perverted way I'm nearly like yes talk down to me <laughs> talk down to yes. me daddy yes well yes. I'd let Fran do it I think that's the main point is that she's so she's so like charmingly curmudgeonly that yes. Although she has it in for every single person who's younger than her, no matter what they're doing or offering or saying the word to the world, she's just likable because she wears all of these things on her sleeve. Like when she was talking about, you know, being bad at real estate, which she's, is obviously something that really bothers her, that she spent so much money on that New York apartment, which is outrageous, like so, so ridiculous. But my mom was like, can you picture a New Yorker admitting that? you know yeah like she does wear it on her sleeve it's kind of cool yes yes and what i really appreciate about her is that so many new yorkers are so arrogant about how new york they are yeah you know romanticize so much of the poverty in new york and she's like you know new york in the 70s it was fun but it was a shithole and i don't know why people keep saying that 
live there then because it was a dangerous shit. It was a dangerous, tacky, like difficult to live in, like impractical. Like the the buildings would just come down. (laughs) It sounded like hell. Even we go there now. And like, I think I said to you, I was like, I love New York, but I don't know how people live there with the smell. Like the the, smell, it's so uninhabitable on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what she said about saying, like, you know, no one knows why they want to live in New York, but like New Yorkers just, you know, judge everyone who doesn't have the guts to live there. Yeah. You know, yeah, they get that's kinda how I feel about having dash hands. It's like I don't know why I keep wanting to have these dogs that don't actually like human contact, but like I resent everyone who doesn't have the guts to have one. You know? I know what you went easy. Yeah, you got a Labrador that likes to cuddle you. Oh, amateur hour. Come on. Uh, yeah. You need to get something that treats you with a cold shoulder. <laughs> you need to get somebody who ignores you when they come home from the vet, even though you haven't seen them in like 48 hours. <laughs> She's just playing hard to get despite being your pet for more than a decade. <laughs> I don't get it myself because Barney, like, I could literally call him a, a Nazi or something. I could just, like, unleash a tirade against poor Barney and he'd be like, next time I stood up, he'd be like, okay, what's the move? I got your back. <laughs> like, you're so blindingly loyal to me. Oh, bless. Anyway. Yeah. One more thing that I'll mention is I... Um, don't I mean you know this already like I got really into American politics in the 2016 election and then realised it actually had kind of taken a toll on my mental health and there was no there was nothing productive that came I'm laughing because I was there during that realisation I'm so glad that it landed (laughs) I don't think I can do this anymore let's put the energy into like home affairs yeah but um, because of that I'd kind of like you know try to stay on like the lower end of engagement with um, everything that happened over in that side of the Atlantic um, thank god in the last year because I would have lost my mind but um, I did see this incredible poem that was read by Amanda Gorman who's a 22 year old poet at the inauguration called The Hill We Climb I won't obviously be reading it um, for our poetry section at the end because like I'm not a black um, woman and I don't think I could do it justice but definitely look it up um, I think the Guardian have a transcript up of it and it was an incredible incredible moment I watched that this morning and cried with my coffee she was such a beautiful choice like yeah. she really like high, like brought the tone upwards you know I was just ing- so impressed and then I read this little detail that Oprah had given her this ring and it had a little a bird in a birdcage and it was paying homage to Maya Angelou Wow. Which was really sweet. And just the way she carried herself and she smiled lots of, you know, like she was kind of just like radiating joy, but like, I don't know, accepting how difficult the present was. It was really good. good. Yes. And the way that she spoke with her hands and her tears, it just, she had such an incredible way of performing that poem. It was, yeah, it was really, really moving. Um, considering the rest of it looked like a wet slippery fish like she really saved the day <laughs> oh, J-Lo segueing into Let's Get Loud is the most Leo thing I've ever seen oh, amazing. Like, this is not about you babe. <laughs> this is not your inauguration 
<laughs> but yeah, no, if I met Amanda Gorman, she's the kind of woman that I wouldn't be able to speak for the first 10 minutes of like acknowledging her. Um, but I would really be desperate to be her friend. So yeah. She's an amazing yeah. person. Relatable. That's how I feel about most women I meet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to be your friend. I think you're so cool, but I can't talk to you. Yeah, I've forgotten my own name. Sorry. Yeah. Can I have yours? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Alright, let's let's stop this dilly dallying because we gotta move on to hot takes. I'm really excited about my hot takes this week. Or are, are we, were we gonna do poetry and then hot takes? Oh, give me your hot takes, darling. Because I'm clearly, I'm. Just... <laughs> I can hear them steaming through the mic. Come on, well, they're melting my eyes. The reason I'm so excited about this first one, okay, is because I know that you'll really like it because I put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. It's about Taylor Swift, okay? Okay, okay. So I was listening to Taylor Swift Evermore, which has a song in it called Closure. <clears throat> and in the song, she goes, Yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. Like in that accent, you know this. Yeah. So I thought that's a Scottish accent, and then I like looked up what the stands are saying about it, and they're like, oh, it's probably about that English boyfriend she has because it's in an English accent. And I was like, these American stands don't know that that's a Scottish accent. I think it's about Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, Daisy, you fucking genius. Like, of course it is. Because it's all about like, yes, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for announcing to the world that we'd broken up before I'd really known it. Do you know what I mean? It was like when you listen to it in that prism, you're like, this is about Calvin Harris. Yes. Wow. Anyway, there you go. I thought you would enjoy that. Whoa. Well, give the key to Taylor's mind back to her now that you've announced that. Because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, just it's, let me know too, when you want to record next. Because, you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, okay, you go. What's 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 your what's your hot take this week, Neve? Okay, I'm gonna start light. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. And this is something that occur- occurred to me multiple times over the Christmas period because I really nearly lost it at some point, <laughs> and it is that milk tray. Okay, it, okay. First, the understanding needs to be that milk tray is not what it used to be, right? Okay. <laughs> Standard has fallen. First of all, they completely changed the orange milk tray and I found that out by biting into one. Awful experience. Anyway, Ugh. my hot is what Butler's chocolate is today, the like Butler's chocolate like selection box, is what milk tray used to be back in the day. Oh, I would agree. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. You did that to yourself. That was a hard thing for me to say out loud, but Milk Tray, you did it to yourself. <laughs> milk Tray Scarlet for you, honestly. Yeah. I kind of noticed that as well. And I also noticed the Quality Street had improved. Mm. See, I'm not really... I hadn't really... I'm not really a Quality Street gal. The only mm. one that I like is the green um, triangle. Yeah, no, that's but, a popular one. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I eat. But I know that... Oh, Daisy, actually, are you are you the like a strawberry creme person or what's your favorite one? No, I'm not a strawberry creme person and I don't know who is, but I yeah. do have time for dark lint with raspberry. Yeah. I will I... have I have a hundred percent time for that. I have no time for strawberry cream. Yeah. Strawberry what I... what the like don't even waste my time with that. Why is that even come on? But it's so this is the thing because in hindsight it should have been a red flag yeah i was 
at somebody's a boy's house before that oh, I was. Oh God! And uh, he was into that side of Quality Street. Oh, no. the, what are they? What is that even in the inside of them? It's oh. just like kind of like our like white goo that tastes like strawberries, and then there's a layer of crap chocolate around it. it it's all. It's just really hyper sweet. It doesn't taste anything like actual strawberry. It doesn't taste like strawberry with chocolate. I don't great. get it. No bueno. Anyway, go on. Give me your next one. Okay, so this is a little heavier than the Taylor Swift one, but get into it. So this is about the insurrectionists, right? I was watching the whole Capitol thing unfold with, you know, surprisingly little sort of concern. <laughs> I was just like, right, this must be a joke. But I was watching them all. A lot of them were you know they seemed to know where they were going and this was commented on by like news people afterwards they're like everyone seemed to know where they were going it seemed it seemed like they were able to memorize the layouts of the building and then invade it really efficiently and quickly and i thought god that that's like that's a hard thing to do if someone gave me a a, a map and told me to memorize it and then go into a building like capital i'd be so confused yeah <laughs> whatever and then i realized they're all veterans this is they've been trained to do this the u.s trained them to memorize maps and teach taught them how to invade something quickly with force and guess who felt the brunt of that yes it came back at them i was like what the hell oh that also makes lots of sense because veterans have become so disengaged by like the like poverty that they've been thrown into of course they have like started to kind of you know, be manipulated by Trump into like hating the state in a way that isn't productive. Oh, they've been totally desensitized, you know? Yeah. 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 It's weird. Anyway. So my hot take is, uh, the next one is, I don't know if you've seen it, Daisy. It's called Ireland's Deep Atlantic. It's on RTE. I have not seen it, but that sounds great. Oh, you need to watch it. It's basically, shout out to Jeff, because I already told him that he needs to watch it. (laughs) But it's basically this documentary and it's, this man from Kerry, right? Mm. His family have all been seafarers. They've all been fishermen and, and all the rest. And he obviously has grown up by the Atlantic and he's obsessed with it. But he is a marine biologist. Oh, and cool. it's basically him with a body camera. And Dorothy, I can't even explain to you how amazing this is. So it's only two episodes. And it took three years to make two hours of footage. Because it's basically him. And it's this instinct that he has where he stands like at he stands at the edge of a mountain and just watches he just spends hours watching where the birds are going and then says we need to take the boat out there those birds are going out there to feed then finds where the mackerel are the dolphins come and then the whales come and daisy literally just off wow. the coast there are blue whales there are um basking sharks basking sharks yes closer inland but daisy i'm talking like the largest mammals to have ever existed are just off the coast of ireland jesus and like he was catching footage because he's so used to being in the water and he's so used to being around like the wildlife in the water basically they they like he would stay still for hours in the water and the um whales and everything would come to him and he captured footage that had never been captured before of the activity of these whales like ever before and it was just this man from Kerry going out with in the water with his camera sorry like i don't mean to be inappropriate can you think of anything more attractive oh Kerry man who is god of the sea like literally wow yeah so (laughs) i'm watching this in awe um 
so emotional because there were some points where I was literally like, I can't get over the beauty of this, but also that this is just some man from Kerry, just like in the ocean, just being one with it. I- Not to get too earthy crunchy, but it was incredible. Um, but anyway, love, love the use of earthy crunchy. By the way, absolutely, <laughs> this sounds like a kind of show I could get into. Yeah, I want. Like, to, I want to watch this. One thing that he alludes to is how it's been thought of for so long not just by the Irish but by everyone around us that everything off the west coast of Ireland is just a black empty wasteland of cold water yeah. that there's no life in it because it's so cold and so dark who could survive in it and it literally to the point that France and Britain were dumping their um, nuclear waste off the west coast of Ireland in Irish waters in the Atlantic yeah it's really and- bad it's, it's weird how we just automatically have that image. It's been transposed into our minds. This is it. So this is my hot take that basically, you know, a lot of these things get passed down through generations. And because we have a massive gap in our generation, well, I mean, we don't need to mention the family again, but we have a huge gap in, in people being able to communicate with each other in terms of, you know, intergenerational stuff that we have actually lost so much of our knowledge of the yeah. modern and yeah basically we have you know grown up right beside the atlantic without any understanding of the waters and we have this insecurity of oh there's nothing special here there's nothing exciting here we're just some rock in the ocean with nothing around us when actually there's a hotbed of like really unusual marine activity and yeah i got really emotional watching it I would that's recommend. amazing and i'd yeah. say that that is a vibrant ecosystem who's to say it's not like Exactly. I think it's well in the southwest of Ireland there's such a fascination with like the evils of the sea like Irish people love the evils of nature more than they do the the virtues of it Mm -hmm. so they definitely were just like you know trading tales of like evil sea monsters and stuff maybe those carried on they were probably the blue whales to be honest with you that would make sense because those fuckers are fucking huge they they sound spooky like yeah. you know nice it's but spooky spooky. yeah exactly but um yeah it was a really incredible watch and i would recommend anybody if anyone does watch it and wants to give me a hot take about it please dm me because um yeah. i want to talk to someone about it i'm gonna watch it all right you have, a, you have a, a take for me there okay i have a quick take um okay i have two quick takes and i'm gonna fire at you one Stop muting people, just unfollow them. If you don't care about what they have to say, then you shouldn't mind if they notice that you've unfollowed them. Yes. I think just logically follows on. And then the second one is, this show would make the perfect addition to a time capsule or message to extraterrestrials as it tracks our thoughts, emotions, and imaginations over a period of global demi-trauma. Yes, I agree. I think it's important to humanity. (laughs) I think, I think that in... 100 years if the planet's still functioning and humans still exist somebody will come across this and say wow we really used our brain cells then (laughs) (laughs) and you know what if you're listening 200 years away people you're right this is the finest mankind can offer and you're absolutely right it is a beautiful piece of art I raise my gin to you please have my ashes scattered at I raise my lollipop and vodka. All right, let's shift quickly on to our poetry section. Woo! 
So I'm reading from a book that my auntie Sarah got me, which is by B.B. Ashley, who is a Northern Irish poet and very, very funny one at that. And it was released by Banshee Press, which was founded by Laura Cassidy, Claire Hennessy and Emma Ryan, shout out them, uh, just to publish exciting and contemporary new writing from Ireland. So we love that. And she gave it to me and I just thought it was a collection of some of the gassest thoughts in poetic form ever. Um, the poem I'm going to read you now is called The Spring I Decided I Need a Sugar Daddy. <laughs> and um, just a spoiler alert, the blurb suggests that these poems are best read accompanying uh, the works of icon Harry Styles. Um, they are inspired by his work and they are often referential to his work. So I will begin. In what was not a surprising turn of events, it became necessary to invite myself to the Met Gala. I experienced a cheap thrill in telling people I was flying to New York to gatecrash their gated party. I fought a quiet pulsing rage that there were more people reading true crime in the airport than in either of the two libraries I worked in to research the etymology of sugar daddy. After which, I understood that I needed to find an adoring doormat type who would be sometimes surprised in love nests. After which, I disregarded the idea of love nests. These fools and flip-flops could not understand that in order to write properly about missing something, I needed to be there in person to miss it. Or how else would I know the close betrayal of fame and fortune and a couple of unreleased sex tapes? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love and Daisy. Oh my god. No, no, Neve, I'm oh. lending you this afterwards. You're gonna love it. It's so funny. That is I love what that encapsulates about like internet girl culture right now. Like yes. that is thing. That's all of us, right? Very now. that. And also just like women evaluating their options in yeah. in pop culture. And it sort of it doesn't it doesn't completely laugh at pop, pop pop culture. It laughs at the fact we feel we need it. That's what I like about the poem. Yeah, it also laughs at like you know the idea that we're supposed to be swooning over men in flip flops. These fools in flip flops could not understand. That's the best line. <laughs> I well, it's weird that you uh, read a poem about a sugar daddy because I have one here. Um, it's by a poet uh, Mary Call. Um, and it's just desserts. In the cafe around the corner from where Marie Antoinette lost her head, you also lose yours over a cake. At home, you inform me, we could have had three for the price of a slice here. But we are not at home, my dear. We are in Paris, at least one of us is. And besides, who needs three cakes anyway? You flick through the guidebook, either eager to narrate us on our way again, determined not to miss a trick, but then you do. At the next table, a man in a pale grey suit with a mauve silk tie lifts a forkful of impeccable pastry towards the lips of a girl half his age, his hand perfectly poised before them, and they open to him for the umpteenth time that day, while he smiles the smile of someone who knows the real pleasure of having his cake and eating it too. That is the most incredible comparison of female greed versus male greed and yeah. like how we experience indulgence yes but also that i think what's hilarious is that 
this it, coupled with the poem that you just read the girl who's being fed cake by a man twice her age wrote the poem you just read yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a collision of worlds you know because I'm it's so true perspective of the girl at the woman at the next table and also what i love about that is if in that scenario the guy is like oh my god she is so into me and the girl is like yeah i just need me a dior handbag let's, let's yeah. move on <laughs> yeah also um this is the fourth sugar daddy i've brought to this this cafe and i yeah. fucking you one of my jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Learn to cope. Don't get don't get your any ideas, Johnny. <laughs> All right, cutie pie. I think we have reached the end of our final dive. Oh. But oh, but man. you had an amazing idea that, that we might issue a couple of thank yous. <laughs> I think we need to I think we need to thank a few people. I, don't you? I think so too. I would like to begin by thanking Ida and Jane for birthing us both 100% th- those o- those ladies are, uh, are absolute queens and uh, Jane actually gave me the idea for the podcast or the radio show also want to thank Anna Rose Charlton and Kate because they're just absolute heroes absolute heroes and they put up with our bullshit week in week out week in week literally week in week out mm-hmm. like Lit- with patience enthusiasm emojis and grace grace um, yeah, just their queens. Also, I'd like to thank our seven listeners. I think I can name them. Hold on. Fiacro <laughs> O'Mara, me, you, Emer McCormick, Owen, Dai Fulan, <laughs> Eliza, Fitzgibbon, your cutie and a queen, and good luck with the big cheesecake you're making this evening. Um, what I'd else? like to thank Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Liza Minnelli, just the idea and the person. I, like just we couldn't have done this without her um i'd also really like to thank my benefit hula bronzer yes for sticking by me for these last five years um it's been a real journey i'd like to thank my creaky four poster bed for uh keeping calm during these recordings and not letting slip that it's old as f i'd also like to thank uh the anchor app for understanding when i forget my password to this thing every damn week i'd also like to thank (laughs) my pentax camera that's decided to stop working this lockdown i would Um, like thank cody uh for letting us know when she's fed up of hearing us oh um, indeed barking and barking through the ceiling (laughs) honestly she probably was right every time she barked at us and was just like could you guys stay on topic so thanks to her for that thanks also to barney for generally just being a nuisance but also an absolute angel um, thank you to Nelly Pons. Thank you to Nelly Pons. Thank you to Nelly Pons for, for saving up with us. our bacon in every sense <laughs> of the word. Word, but no every thank sense. you for that weird carbonara you made us that time. And uh, <laughs> thanks to Jeff because, well, he'll know. But also, fuck you, Jeff. And fuck you, Jeff. And yeah, I think that's. I think that's about it. Oh, I have one more thank you to make. Okay, hit me. To Mary Robinson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mary, we owe you so much and we give you so little. Mary, please follow me back. Please. Mary, <laughs> thanks me back. Mary, come on. Mary, can you hear me? Hello? I'm on, I'm on Marion Square right now. Where are you? 
I'll meet you and Mark tomorrow. Marks and Sparks outside because obviously lockdown. See you there, girl. <laughs> it's so weird. It feels like it looks like we've unmatched. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> my my Twitter must be broken. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs>